Talking crime, sports and nonsense They disagree, it gets intense If it's not one thing, it's another That something will uncover And soon you will discover They're two friends who hate each other Forden Vegas This is Forden Vegas Number 26, I'm Fort. I'm Vegas. Welcome to the program. We are live right now on Twitter and live over at FordInVegas.live. If you're listening live, thanks for being here. Uh, we appreciate it. If you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Starting things out a little differently this week, we're going to start with the uh, the true crime portion of the of the show. But uh, Vegas, this is episode number 26. Shop FordInVegas.com for the brand new True Crime logo uh, t-shirt. It looks fantastic. Uh, You're welcome. Yep. You had nothing to do with it. But uh, I appreciate you for saying you're welcome. You're welcome. So, yeah, head over there, shopfordinvegas.com, support the program, get a T-shirt. Even if you like the old logo, you can still get a, the old logo shirt. It's still up there as well. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us. Subscribe, follow, YouTube, yada, yada, yada. Anything else? Oh, patreon.com forward slash Vegas to get this very show. Oh, if, yeah. If you're listening on the podcast, you can get this very show Ad-free, patreon.com forward slash Ford and Vegas. We got an action-packed show this evening. Uh, Got a story on the uh, Lacey Fletcher murder. We have a cold case that's solved. Uh, The Chicago Police Department is now uh, kicking up their efforts to solve cold cases. Um, We have more on that story. As well as Vegas, we're going to um, drink at the end of the show. We're going to try the Mountain Dew Flamin'. And I don't know, it might kill one of us tonight. It, it very well could. Uh, yeah. You do not like spicy or hot things. Yeah. So I'm surprised that we're doing this. Um, we've read reviews, but we're going to dive in our own and give our own honest opinions. Uh if one of us does die, we have both signed waivers. Um, well, at least I signed a waiver, probably because you don't want to get sued. Correct. If you die, who cares? You yeah. can't sue yourself. No. Um, the chosen one might want to sue, you know, somebody. But I will be not suing anybody because I'm signing a waiver. Correct. Because you're greedy. Correct. So if Vegas does die tonight, there will be a show next week. Have no fear. Oh, of course, yeah. Because Vegas, you know, just the second part of the name. That doesn't mean anything. No, no. I could just get that photoshopped right off of there, and we'll slap a new name on there. We'll throw some bullet holes in it. We'll be good to go. Yes. (laughs) Put some bullet holes in it. (laughs) So let's talk about this uh, Lacey Fletcher situation. Are you familiar, Vegas? Uh, I am am a little familiar. uh, Very little. So... Uh, it'll be kind of new to me. I'm I'm excited to get into it. I always like murders. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be a part of a murder or know someone that has gotten murdered, even though I do know a couple. Uh, I have not been involved in anything, God, but I'm you know it's very complex to get in the mind of killers and try to figure out why the hell they did this, you know, and and try to help these people rest in peace. So Lacey Fletcher. Not Lacey Peterson. Not Lacey Peterson. Lacey Fletcher is a 36-year-old um, autism uh, sufferer. What are they? She that, had autism. She had Is that suffering? Is that a, is that a, you know, how would you say that? She suffered from autism? Yes. I, you could probably say she suffered from autism. So the media has classified this or, or the headline has been, if you've seen the story, the headline has centered around, I've seen terms like melting in the couch, uh, stuck to the couch, in the couch. I've heard all kinds of of attention-grabbing headlines. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, she definitely, it looks like she definitely melted into the couch. 
but the cause of death has stemmed from what they've called severe medical neglect, which led to chronic malnutrition, acute starvation, immobility, acute ulcer formation, osteomyelitis, which is bone infection, which led finally to sepsis. Um, Also, she had COVID-19 when she was, when her body was discovered. The coroner uh, denied a report that Lacey had suffered from a rare neurological disorder called locked-in syndrome. So that's, that's out. So she's not locked in. No. But the parents have been charged with the murder of the Louisiana woman, Lacey Fletcher, who was fused into her couch. So Ouch. I'm going to just say this right off the top before I show the photo. If you're sensitive or if things make you sick that are disgusting, uh, this might be one of those things that makes you disgusted or makes your stomach turn. Probably shouldn't look at it. But her parents... Sheila Fletcher and her father were released, or or, sorry, she was released on a $300,000 bond on Tuesday night. Her husband was released Wednesday morning. His name is Clay Fletcher. So this is the couch that she was melted into. Oh, Jesus. Even with sunglasses on in the dark, that looks disgusting. The couple, who are both 64 years old, face second-degree murder charges in the horrific January 3rd death of Lacey Ellen Fletcher, who was 36 at the time. She weighed less than 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. And she was found on this ratty couch covered in urine and feces, as well as maggots. Lacey may have sat in her own filth for about 12 years, according to the coroner, Dr. Bickham. She was found covered in maggots and sores and, quote, melted into a hole in the living room couch of the family's slaughter home. Sheila did not respond to questions. Um, the mother did not respond to questions from the Daily Mail as she remer- as she emerged from jail about 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday, including why her daughter did not move from the couch for so many years. The coroner, Bickham, told the Daily Mail that the photographs from the scene were so revolting that the medical personnel were on standby when the images were shown to the grand jury. Now, we're only seeing, I feel like this is tame. This is, yeah, Yeah. this is like the PG-13 version. Yeah, I would think so. If they have medical personnel on standby because they're worried about the grand jury getting sick, passing out, vomiting, reacting to these photos, this has to be some horrific shit. Yeah. And we'll I, and I'll try to get them. I'm sure you will. You probably won't, but because it's been sealed, I'm sure. But you could try. When I was presenting this case and showed the pictures and gave the timeline, the expressions of the grand jury was complete and utter shock. Yeah, I so here's my thing. If I would like, this is obviously just the grand jury. So this isn't the trial jury. This is just like an indictment. Um, I think that's when we'll see the evidence. Well, yes, you probably. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, come on, we got. I mean, we we got all that OJ evidence. Oh, that's true. You know, that's true. But like, if I was, I would hate to be in this jury because immediately I don't care who you are. I don't care, you know, what kind of life you've lived. You see this, and you're just like guilty, guilty. Done. Like, how do you not? Like, I've never been on a jury. Knock on wood. Uh, I don't think you have either. Knock on wood. But if you're on this jury, how do you keep 
what do they call um how do you keep uh, in the middle like how do you yeah i know what you're unbiased to say. yeah yeah like you're you're like okay i gotta hear the evidence i gotta hear everything and to to make my decision the i would fact, be like guilty right away the, the fact that the girl dies in their house with this kind of problem with the fact that she was uh, uh, somebody who really couldn't live on her own. Yes. She was under her care. It's assumed that the parents are going to care for the child, no matter how old the child gets. Yes. I, under- I understand that the, 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 the person here is 36 years old, but it's not a 36-year-old normal mind. No. It's not you or myself. So it is assumed that the parents are going to take care of the child, and this is clear clear and utter neglect well yeah especially because they said that she could have been there for 12 years like 12 years so i would assume she had some sort of other than just autism i mean i don't know autism uh, you know i'm not a, a pro i'm not a no, professional well, yeah there, well i read all that list down there's more stuff than that yeah so i'm assuming she had some uh, you know issue that she couldn't get up by herself because even the people that i i have known that have had autism they can still get up and down and walk and all that stuff so there must be something else but the fact that she couldn't get up and that her parents you know were in her care or th- she was in their care and they didn't get her up off that couch. And there's not much care here. Well, no, they're yeah. no, there's they're collecting her social security check. So at that point, uh, Bickham said when they were showing the pictures, like the clock on the wall never moved again. There was complete silence. Some jurors were gasping in horror. Some were staring in disbelief. Yeah, I. I but I've only seen this one picture, and I and I can't believe it. Bickham said the only diagnosis that I know she did have was first social anxiety, severe autism, and that's it. Those are her only two diagnoses. The last time she saw a physician of any type or any kind was when she was 16 years old. And she's 36? 20 years Is that what how old she was? Yeah, she was 36 years old. So 20 she years. went 20 years without... Going to the doctor. So so basically what that means is just so she had autism and anxiety, but she, that's when she was 16. So obviously she could have got bone, uh, the bone issues and everything like that after that. Yeah. District Attorney Sam Diakila said outside the court that he believed justice was served here today. Lacey Fletcher didn't deserve the way she was treated. For this type of crime, second degree is the highest charge that could have been produced today, he said. You don't treat anyone, or sorry, you don't treat anybody or any animals like that. Something had to be done, and we all got together. We all stood on the same platform and said, we are all here now, and we have an indictment for second-degree murder. The Fletchers were adamant that Lacey was, quote, of sound mind to make her own type of decisions, end quote. Uh-huh. And she claimed she never, sorry, they claim that she never complained of her source and that Sheila, the mother, here on the right, if you're watching this show, would routinely clean them. I let that one marinate for a minute. Yeah. So, so not only... Like, the couple's attorney has released a statement saying, quote, they don't want to relieve, relive the pain of losing a child through the media. They have been through a lot of heartache over the years. Anyone who has lost a child knows what it's like. Now, that's the part that aggravates me because these two. Sheila and Clay, they didn't lose a child. They played a role in a child dying. As far as I'm concerned, and as far as Louisiana District Attorney is concerned, they murdered the daughter. Yeah. How can you try and play the sympathy card and say any parent who's lost a child knows what this is like? 
when there are a plenty of parents who have lost children to abductions, car accidents, stray bullets, who didn't play a role in their child dying. That's what this is saying. This is insulting. That statement alone is insulting any parent who has lost a child by someone else's wrongdoing. Yeah, these people are, like we were talking about that, you know, the guy last week comes home, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, comes home, murders, uh, you know, his ex-lover while the kid's upstairs and all that. Like, that that guy is a piece of crap. But these people, these people are, hell is reserved. There's a special place in hell for these kind of people. And, and I'm not, and I'm not. I would I would even argue that that place in hell is apart from the Jeffrey Dahmers and the John Wayne Gacy's and the the criminally insane people because yes they do murder people and obviously that is terrible but these this was their own child that they let sit on a couch for 12 years or so they said like the, the not one thing went through your mind that after a year shit hell after a, a two weeks that the kid didn't move at all. Yeah. There's something that, that it doesn't add up. No, it doesn't because I don't know about you, but anybody, if, if somebody was on uh, the couch, whether they, I mean, it could be a deaf, a deaf, uh, you know, blind person who can't even walk. Like there was going to be something that they're trying to do to get up. So Bickham explains more about the, the situation um, at the house, which, I mean, this is the house. That's a very small house. No, I mean, but it looks like a regular yeah, it, I mean, a house is. that you'd expect in the countryside there, yeah. down there in Louisiana. True, Does yeah. not look like you have somebody who, who's living in that house in, in, in pure and utter neglect and disgust, that's for sure. But Beckham Bickham describes the scene when they walk into the house, saying, quote, we opened the door, walked into the house, there was a stench, an odor, feces, fecal material, urine. You couldn't hold your breath. The father was completely emotionless. The mother's head was lying down between her legs. She was weeping a little bit, he added. Bickham said Lacey, who had ulcers, bacterial infections, and other ailments, died of acute medical neglect dating back at least to 2010. She weighed 96 pounds and also was positive for COVID-19. Sheriff Jeffrey Travis said he has been on the job for six years, and I have had a lot of things happen here in East Valencia Parish. But this type of scene, this was by far the worst. After the grand jury reaches decision, District Attorney Sam D'Aquila told reporters that Lacey Fletcher didn't deserve the way that she was treated. I just said that earlier. So, so when they walked into this house, these cops, the parents were there. I I don't know. The mom was because it said the dad was yeah, emotionless, yeah. and the mom was laying in between her legs. Yeah. So the mom was laying on the daughter. Uh, no, between she had her head between her own legs. Oh. Yeah, like bent over, kind of like sitting down. Like, so yeah. they like just like when the cops came in, they're like, oh, we're screwed. Like, I, yeah. how do you live? The, the stench has to be like, uh, no. Mm-mm. If you're wondering, second degree murder charges carry a mandatory sentence of life in prison with zero parole for adults upon a conviction. They should be sent to death row, to be honest with you. Yeah, Louisiana taxpayers should not have to pay for them. No. So the Daily Mail, who is, you know, really good at, at a lot of this stuff, and uh, give give the Daily Mail um, give the Daily Mail some credit here. They I want to show the parents again. There we go. They did some investigative work and the neighbors of the homeschooled autistic Louisiana woman who died smothered in her own waist, say that she was last seen in public 15 years ago, exercising outside her house and revealed that she was a fun, normal kid into volleyball and Disney movies. 
So obviously she could move around. Yes. There was no issues there. No. So how do they keep her there for 12 years? I don't know. Close neighbor Robert Blades said that he spotted Lacey Ellen Fletcher for the final time carrying small weights around the neighborhood when she would have been around 21 years old. The father of two told Daily Mail he knew Lacey was just a fun, normal kid before becoming more isolated from her neighborhood friends from the age of about 14. When I saw her the last time, she appeared fairly physically normal, he said. She was always always pretty thin, and she was exercising in the road with those small weights that you carry. I'd see her a few times gently uh, getting some of her exercise in the roadway. I didn't say anything to her that final time. There was no reason to. So he's saying the last time that she was seen outside, by him at least, uh, 15 years ago. I mean, I that's like, I there, there's, and obviously, I don't know if we'll we'll get more information on this because I don't know with the trial and everything. I don't, I don't know if we'll know for sure when the trial is and and how public it will be. It's not going to be the Johnny Depp uh, Amber Heard no, uh, trier, but it should be. It should be. It, it should much be more about that than yeah. But there's there's something more to this story. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, and it's good that you brought that up. Because what I'm I'm just starting to do, like literally right now, is I'm writing down the names of some of these stories that we deal with, uh-huh. so that I can go back in the future, I can check on them and see if there's any kind of updates. Because unless they hit the news cycle again, you'll never hear hey, about. Well, it. exactly, because we don't live in Louisiana. Yeah, so I will try to keep a a, a running note and and be able to look back in the future and see uh, the latest on the Lacey Fletcher situation it's a shame it's a shame and and i can't imagine what that looked like i can't Let's imagine see. how a, like uh, how, like you 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 see some of these people that are on trial and what they're accused of how does a a lawyer defend these people i mean there was a lawyer that defended john wayne gacy i understand you got a job to do i understand but like i mean that's the answer you just you got a job to do and but i mean i I guess it has to be probably a public defender because if i was a regular lawyer i i wouldn't i wouldn't defend these people i'd say i'm sorry i can't i mean somebody defended john wayne gacy and you want to talk about a slam dunk well that's true and 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 john wayne gacy's lawyer knew that he did it all the crimes before they even went to trial, which is why they did an insanity. And and that was, yeah. and he knew all about it. I think that that could be where this is going. You, yes. Because that, that but, is. I mean, there's plenty of pictures on the internet. If you folks, if you Google this, there's plenty of pictures of Sheila and Clay Fletcher with uh, Louisiana LSU Tiger shirts on. They're living a normal life. So it's going to be very hard to do an insanity plea. Yeah, because obviously they went out and did stuff without her. That she's on the couch, and they went and lived their normal lives mm-hmm. for twenty or twelve years, or however long. So yeah, they're just disgusting. So let's go to Jay Aleto. Jay Aleto's back after a brief absence. We'll go to Jay Aleto, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the uh, body in a barrel in Las Vegas. I got a cold case, and uh, the Chicago Chicago PD. Oh, it's a celebration, Ford. It's a celebration, Joey Vegas. It is Cinco de Mayo, man. And not only am I celebrating that awesome holiday, but I'm also celebrating the fact that I have received my own personal Twitter account back from those authoritarian psychos in Silicon Valley at Twitter. Thank you, Elon Musk, for buying that absolute abortion of a company, no pun intended, and bringing it back, hopefully, to glory and prominence that it has the ability to be. One year ago, I was suspended off of the platform for all kinds of nonsense, using bad language, um, saying some regrettable things. You know, you guys know as well as I do that when you're in a bad mood, you can go off the rails from time to time. That's what I did. I went off the rails, but it was nothing worth taking my account away from me for an entire year. So after about 10 appeals, bang, finally, I am back in action. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Aletto. Thank you so much to Elon Musk. No matter what anybody says, they want to demonize this guy. I don't even trust him 100%, but at least he's on the right side of history at the moment 
when it comes to the free speech conversation. And that is what my focus is right now. The First Amendment is important. And thank God, thank the Lord up above that we got Elon Musk right now to help us move forward into this crazy dystopian future that is going to wreak havoc on each and every single one of us. So I hope you guys pop open a nice Corona, maybe a Modelo, something along those lines, and enjoy your fucking Cinco de Mayo, because I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be in the professional wrestling ring at Grimm's Toy Show, refereeing, trying to call the action right down the middle and maintain a fair and balanced, impartial official at the wrestling ring. That's what I do. That's what I do best. Guys, thank you so much for this opportunity. Two minutes for you this week. Feel blessed. Talk to you guys later. Ford Vegas, back to you. Thank you, Jay Aletto. Welcome back to uh, Twitter at J A double L E double T O Jay Aletto. It's good. To, it's good to see him back on the old Twitter machine. Yeah. Yeah. And it is Cinco de Mayo. I totally forgot. It is Cinco de Mayo. We are having uh margarita. You know, it's funny though, because this flaming Mountain Dew mm-hmm. has a little bit of lime in it. So I feel like we are celebrating. There we go. Yep. So <laughs> uh, you're welcome for that. There was a body in a barrel. Uh, found in a barrel. Yeah, found in Las Vegas. Now, I just bring that up because we don't we don't know much about it. Not yet. But I want to bring it up so that you, the listener, can look into it as well. And we will f- continue to follow this story. But from what I have collected, there was a body in a barrel. The man was shot. Uh, was found in in Vegas, and they know that the shoes that he was wearing used to be sold at Kmart in the mid to late seventies. So they feel like this body's been in a barrel for a minute. I wonder if they were at the blue light special. They may have been. Remember, remember when they used to do, remember when they did the shit my pants. <laughs> I shit my pants yesterday. We ship our pants almost every day. That was a great commercial. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Kmart. So there is a guy, was found in a barrel. I think he's been there since the late 70s, early 80s. Because let's be honest, if he has a pair of shoes that were bought at Kmart in the mid to late 70s, chances are the shoes didn't last him that long. No. So... I would say late 70s, early 80s is probably a good timeline when this guy got shot and stuffed in a barrel. Mm -hmm. So we will continue to follow that story, and maybe next week we'll be able to talk a little more about it. They're trying to do DNA to find out, um, you know, who the person is. Yeah, and because it's Vegas and because it's Lake Mead, I think it's Lake Mead, right? Lake Mead that they found this in. Because, you know, the water's uh, drying up. The uh, biggest thing is, is it mob-related? Which I know gets uh, your uh, nuts uh, Mm, going because you love the mafia. I do. And if it was mafia-related in Vegas, I mean, that would be a heck of a story. We're going to cover it extensively if it was a mob hit in Vegas. If it's a mob hit anywhere. We're going to cover it because uh, I'm all about mob hits. I think a yeah. good, the best kind of hit's a mob hit. Uh, yeah. There are people that would like would rather do bong hits, but you are mob hits. <laughs> <laughs> um, this little girl right here, if you're watching on uh, FordInVegas.live or if you're watching on Twitter or if you're watching the podcast here on YouTube, this little girl, you're probably thinking, Ford, this little girl looks like she's from the 80s. And that's because she is from the 80s. She was murdered in 1988. And it was a cold case. That is, of course, until technology has saved the day. A retired 
Massachusetts Department of Corrections employee has been arrested in connection with the murder of this girl, this 11-year-old, Melissa Trembley, nearly 35 years ago in Lawrence. Is that in Kansas? No. Oh. We don't know where Lawrence is. I'm I mean, assuming... there is a Lawrence, Kansas. Um, it sounds like it's in Alabama. Oh, Lawrence, Alabama. Yeah. Marvin Skip McClendon. Skip. Oh, Look hello. Look, this guy does, looks That's like... That's me in 20 years. He looks Holy like he cr- committed a murder in 1988. No, he looks like he ate her. We'll let that one marinate. <laughs> so this guy right here is Marvin Skip McClendon Jr. Uh, well, you know, it's definitely Alabama, not Kansas, because juniors, they had a lot of juniors down there. Yes. He's 74. He is of Bremen, Alabama. And he was arrested uh, this past Tuesday in Alabama. Essex Court District Attorney Jonathan Blodgett announced at a press conference Wednesday morning. He was charged as a fugitive from justice and is expected to appear in court this morning. The timing of his return to Massachusetts is dependent on whether he agrees to waive rendition. So maybe Lawrence is in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, that okay, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Melissa has never been forgotten, Blodgett said Wednesday, noting that both current and since retired Lawrence police detectives never gave up on the case. Now, Bianca Beltran, she tweeted um, that on September 12, 1988, the 11-year-old's body was found in the old Boston and Maine railway yard in Lawrence. So this is definitely outside of Boston. And this definitely was not this week. This was last week. So it was last Thursday, last Wednesday. I said this past. I was incorrect. So the body of Melissa Tremblay at the time was a resident of Salem, New Hampshire, was discovered in the uh, old Boston and Main Railway Yard near Andover Street and South Broadway on September 12, 1988. The Lancaster School sixth grader was found stabbed and run over by a freight car. Ouch. One day after she was reported missing. Footprints and blood discovered where uh, near where the body was found indicated that a struggle had taken place. Investigators learned that Melissa had accompanied her mother and the mother's boyfriend to the LaSalle Social Club on Andover Street on September 11th, 1988. While her mother and the boyfriend remained inside the club, Melissa stayed in the adjacent neighborhoods. She was last because back then you could you did this sort of thing. You, you left your kid around. I mean, you did it more. I mean, you did it. Then and, and obviously this sort of thing happened, but it was, you know, I mean, the likelihood, you know, that something like this would happen is yeah. very slim. Neighborhoods were safe back then. Yes, just not at the time of Mr. McClendon being around. But the mother and the boyfriend remained in the club. Melissa played in the adjacent neighborhoods. She was last seen by a railroad employee and a pizza delivery driver during the late afternoon hours. That night at around 9 p.m., uh, fr- after frantically searching the area for several hours, Melissa's mother and the boyfriend reported her missing to Lawrence police. Over the years, there's been scores of witnesses, suspects, persons of interest were interviewed by police. Plodgett said evidence recovered from Melissa's body was instrumental in solving the case, but wouldn't specify what evidence led them to McClendon. They're kayfabe in that one, Vegas. Kayfabe. Nope, not going to release that evidence. No. The evidence that led us to him, that will absolutely be given to you in greater detail once he's arraigned. It'll be spelled out in the arraignment. McClendon is a retired Massachusetts Department of Corrections employee, but Blodgett said he isn't sure if he was working for the state in 1998. Sorry, 1988. 1988. 
At the time, McClendon was living in Chelmsford and had multiple ties to Lawrence. He worked in the city and frequented numerous establishments there, including the seven the Seventh Day Adventist Church on Salem Street. So another churchgoer who's a weirdo. <laughs> Blodgett said he is not sure if McClendon knew Melissa or her family. He said there's no information leading investigators to believe the suspect was involved in any crimes, any other crimes. He has been a person of interest, a person of interest for some time. Blodgett said his office uh, contacted several surviving relatives of Melissa, including aunts and a cousin, to inform them of the arrest. The family was very relieved and very happy that police involved in the, in the investigation never gave up. It is extremely gratifying that after all these years of never giving up, we believe that we have the right suspect. So clearly her mother is no longer with us. And no mention of the father leads me to believe that either A, uh, he wasn't around to begin with, or he's no longer with us. Hell, I mean, it sounds like the boyfriend's even no longer with us. So that's that's quite unfortunate that the mother dies um, with her daughter's killer never being caught. But um, he's caught now. I mean, at this point, dude, just like if you're the guy, you just kill yourself. This guy right here, like, because you know, you know, if he's convicted, he's never getting out. Never getting out because he's going to die in prison because he's seventy four. Yep. So, like, and by the looks of him, he probably can't walk very good. So, I, I mean, I would just end my life. I mean, at that point, I would just, I just end it because you, 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 you lived. You, he lived. He's seventy four. He lived a good life. He lived a good life. I'm assuming. I, I don't know. I mean, he ain't good. Well, yeah, he he ate good, he ain't dead, and he got away with murder, supposedly, allegedly. He's, he hasn't been convicted yet. we got to assume innocence until proven guilty. Uh, but this this guy, he's lived a life, so I would, if I was him, just shoot, just shoot, I'd just shoot myself in the head. I mean, yeah, just give just, me the chair. Yeah, just give me the needle. Give me some heroin with fentanyl, something. You want? Put an air bubble in my veins. Give me some H. Yeah, do give me, something. Give me, give me some H. Let me just go in peace. <laughs> Let me just go in peace. Numb me up. Take so me I, to hell. I looked. <laughs> the highway to hell. I looked up to see if there had been anything new, and there had been. there's nothing new on this. Has it been rained yet? I'm going to write it down on the, on the list here. You're going to so, have a long list. I know. You better start a spreadsheet. I want to. I should. Yeah, you should because you're going to have a long list of, of of cases that we're going to have to follow up on. Yeah, because you're going to you're going to have sticky pads all over this studio. Yeah. The Studio Love Boogie Down Jones will be just sticky pads. You'll put them behind us. <laughs> sticky pads everywhere. These other cases we got to follow up on. So, I mentioned earlier that the Chicago Police Department has launched a series on YouTube titled Chicago Cold Case to draw attention to unsolved homicides. The goal is to generate new tips that could possibly lead to an arrest. Now, the first episode has dropped, and I figured, um, why not Why not show it? You know? Yeah, sure. So We got nothing better to do. We have nothing better to do. You're not paying me. That's correct. Yeah. So this is the murder of Lizzie Malcolm and Lucretia Lee. So again, these are Chicago cold cases. And it's a new YouTube channel by the Chicago police, uh, you know, trying to solve these cold cases. Let me hit play here. This should play without a hitch. And there, there's a hitch? Uh, no, no, there's, it's just a long intro. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're not watching, you're just going to hear the audio. Yeah.
My name is Ozma Malcolm. I'm the son of Lizzie Lee, the brother of Lucretia Lee. Lizzie Lee was a mother that I've never had the honor and the privilege of knowing. From everything I've heard, she loved to cook. She helped everyone. She loved all of us. She was a great woman. Her daughter, Lucretia, my sister, was seven, just starting to live life, looking forward to enjoying a summer break, barbecues two days away. She was a good sister to Nicole and I. On July 2nd, 1981, at approximately 12.10 in the afternoon, the Chicago Police Department dispatched a patrol car to Mount Sinai Hospital. Upon arrival, they learned that a seven-year-old girl, Lucretia Lee, was pronounced dead. At the hospital, Lucretia's grandmother told officers that Lucretia was discovered unconscious by her two siblings. Lucretia, her brother Osmond, and her sister Nicole lived with their mother, Lizzie Malcolm, in a second-floor apartment on Chicago's west side. Lucretia's grandmother also told officers that discovering her granddaughter unconscious on the floor and then rushing her to the hospital put her in a state of shock. It was at the hospital that the family realized that Lucretia's mother, Lizzie, was not accounted for. 11th District police officers responded with lights and sirens to 3328 West Monroe. They searched the residence and the building for Lizzie. When officers searched the second floor family residence, they made a truly grisly discovery. The lifeless body of 26-year-old Lizzie Malcolm was found inside a closet, underneath blankets and clothes. Her hands were handcuffed behind her back. She was gagged, and she had a telephone cord wrapped around her neck. Lucretia was rushed to Mount Sinai Hospital where she was pronounced dead. My mom was found in the closet, dead. The Cook County Medical Examiner would later determine that the cause and manner of death for both Lizzie and her daughter was homicide by strangulation. Detectives interviewed Lizzie's four-year-old daughter, Nicole, in the presence of her grandmother. Nicole told detectives she was afraid of a woman named Linda Nicole also told detectives that she and her two-year-old brother, Osmond, were placed in a bathroom by Linda and told not to come out. Nicole and I was placed in a bathroom before the murders took place. Nicole put me under the bathroom sink and told me to be quiet. Nicole and Osmond Malcolm eventually came out of the bathroom. It was then that the two siblings discovered their sister, Lucretia, lying unresponsive on the bedroom floor. Nicole ran back to her grandmother's apartment a block away at 3425 West Monroe. Area 4 homicide detectives, the Chicago Police Department crime lab, and other law enforcement assets responded to the crime scene to investigate this horrific double murder. Detectives were able to identify and locate witnesses who reported seeing Linda inside the family's apartment before fleeing in a vehicle. Investigators were able to ascertain the identity of Linda. However, due to circumstances beyond the control of the Chicago Police Department, as well as the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, Linda could not be arrested or charged with the murders of Lizzie and Lucretia. I remember all the nights I had to cry myself to sleep, wondering what would it be like if she was here. If I can just hear Lizzie's voice, if I can just touch her skin, if I can wake up and have coffee with my mom. I don't know if this is me being selfish or not, but I'm always going to be that two-year-old child holding on to that last day of my, that I was with my mom and my sister. 
We need information to bring a prosecution in this terrible double murder. No detail is too small. No piece of information is insignificant. Please call. Chicago police have been working on this case for 41 years. And for 41 years, they have not stopped the fight. Detectives may have changed, the case file may have changed hands, but they're still fighting to resolve this murder. They're fighting to bring justice to Nicole Lee and I. When a mother and her seven-year-old daughter are discovered strangled to death in their apartment in Chicago, everyone needs to be involved. This goes for both the police and the community. If you or anyone you know have any information about the murder of Lizzie Malcolm and her daughter Lucretia, the Chicago Police Department needs your assistance. Please call us. Call Chicago Police. Help us solve this case. Help me heal my family. And help me put my mom and my sister to rest. Well, that was a strong first episode. Yeah, I, I have I have more questions than answers. Yeah, well, like, I'll, I'll let you go because you you asked it while we were watching it. Yeah, I like Linda. Linda put these kids in 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 the uh, bedroom. Like that's a fact. I, I'm assuming that that's what what I heard. This Linda chick, but beyond. Beyond the control of the Chicago Police Department, I don't know what that means. Like the only, like the only thing, like I can only think of a couple things. She's an FBI or CIA or some informant that she's protected. Like the higher ups said, no. Uh, she's got diplomatic immunity, which is very highly unlikely. Or she's dead. Or she was dead afterward, but I would assume they would say that. Yeah, I mean, they're still looking for the people that did this. Yeah, so either, he, he, like, they couldn't arrest her, but, like, bring her in for questioning? Like, they don't, I, I don't know, I, I don't understand where this Linda chick comes in. They said Linda put the two other kids into the bathroom. Yeah. And that was, and they didn't like her. So... Did Linda kill him? Did somebody Linda know kill him? But you you didn't get Linda in either. She ran. She might have left the country too. She could have went the, uh, a, uh, to a different country with non extradition, and that's where she may be. But I don't understand even with that. So let's say they knew this Linda, and she was an FBI informant or whatever the case may be. They're they're probably assuming she didn't kill them. Correct. So, because obviously they're still trying to find the killer. So it wasn't like, no, we know who killed her, but we can't do anything about it because of this. Yeah. So I'm assuming she had somebody kill her or kill them or knows of somebody, but just won't give it up. And that's why they're trying to find. So I will continue to monitor this YouTube account. And uh, if they put up, a, you know, the next time they put up another cold case, if it's any good, we'll play it. Uh, we'll watch it here on the show. Those aren't very long. And I thought it was very good. I so. mean, it's it's definitely it, it makes you question things, um, and it it makes you you know want to know more. So uh, let's go to Rage and Rob, and then we'll go to Rage and Rob, and we'll come back, um, and we'll do this uh, Mountain Dew drink, and hopefully not uh, get sick to our stomachs over it. Hope not. Here's Rage and Rob's uh, music minute. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program to bring you a special bulletin. Listen up. It's time for Rage and Rob's Music Minute. You do want to be a part of that, don't you? Yeah. This is Rage and Rob with your Music Minute. Well, we'll start out really quick with our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees announced earlier this week. Uh, they include Duran Duran, Dolly Parton, 
Eminem, Pat Benatar, the Eurythmics, and Carly Simon. So congrats to all of them. Dolly Parton originally, uh, when she was nominated, had said she may not accept it, but she has graciously done so. So congratulations to all of them. Oh, we all know the big topic right now is the abortion thing going on. Um, well, all kinds of musicians and celebrities so forth are coming out in support olivio rodrigo is the latest uh that supports abortion rights apparently um you know i i this is a music podcast i don't want to get too much into it but to me like if you don't have a baby shouldn't you not have sex uh, that would be the easiest way uh instead of you know abortion but hey whatever whatever floats your boat do what makes you happy cool uh good for olivia rodrigo killed more babies um sad news uh, naomi judd uh country music matriarch passed away at the age of 76 uh, her family her sisters confirmed it was apparently due to uh, mental health or something like that so very sad news rest in peace naomi judd also you know on this podcast i am a swifty i love t swizzle don't love her politics but love her music uh so there is a new millipede named after Taylor Swift. The entomologist who discovered the millipede uh, credits Swift for getting him through some hard times in her life, in his life. So he named it Nanaria Swiftay. Uh, my coworker told me to tell all of you that they actually found it inside of her snatch. So congrats to the uh, the new millipede named after Taylor Swift. <laughs> Also in Taylor news, uh, she is releasing a new version of This Love off her 1989 album. So look for the 1989 album to be the next one released, re-released uh, in her catalog. And this has been your Music Minute. Fucking Asia. Thank you, Rage and Rob. We will fucking rage. Thank you very much. Well, you know what time it is. The Flamingo is on. That means the party has stopped. Yes. The Flamingo turns on and the party starts. And I have Mountain Dew flaming hot. Shit. Never mind. Now, you know, I like Just lime. like your uncle. I My my uncle is definitely flaming. Some may think he's hot. But um, I'm a big lime guy. I put lime juice in my bubbly. I put lime in my rice. I am a big lime guy, and I didn't even realize that this Flamin' Hot had a lime on it. It does, yeah. I might like this thing. I don't know if you will. Well, we finna find out. You like lime, but you don't like flaming lime. Mm. If there's such a thing. I got a couple little quick hits little here. Little quick hits. Little, quick li- hits. little things here. Uh, first of all, uh, it was on May 2nd, Monday, uh, both of our, one of our favorite wrestlers, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you're so He's 50. The big five zero Is cooking. Is cooking, baby. Uh, now Watch The Young Rock. The Young Rock. Yeah. I have not seen an episode, but I keep wanting to do it. I have to go my back. DVR. You should go back. I you, should go maybe, back. Um, Season one. You got the, the, I think it's only, oh no, there probably is two seasons. There is two seasons. There is two seasons. Do you have the Peacock app? Uh, I mean, I have the app, yes, but I'm not signed up for it. I have app. a login for you. Excellent. I'll give you the login. You can go back and watch Young Rock. Yeah. It's very good. I've heard it's awesome. And apparently there's an episode this week where it's about the 1996 WWF. Yes. Like Mankind's in it, Hunter, yes. Triple H, and... Yeah, that'll be fun. I saw the preview. Thing. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, Mankind looks weird. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he always looked weird. Uh, can you guess? Here's a little guessing game. Is this for, for me? It's for you. Okay, Because I, I already know the answer. All right, here we go. All right. Get your thinking no pressure. cap on. No, no pressure. No pressure. Uh, 35%. I love how you have to lower the sunglasses. I do, because I can't read it. I'm blind. <laughs> I understand. And I can't read it. 35, uh, 35% of adults okay. said that they'd like to have what in their car? 35% of adults said that they would like this inside of their automobile. A mini fridge. You are correct, sir. It is a refrigerator. <laughs> if I had the sounder, I would play it, but I don't because I don't really care. But congratulations, you are correct. I got it right, baby. I just figured you'd want a cold beverage. Yes, 100% correct. Yeah. It is a refrigerator. I yes. will give you mini fridge because you probably can't fit a 38-inch refrigerator in I the said car. mini. Yes, and you have a mini Cooper. Unless you have an Escalade, you could fit. 
I'm fridge. sure Pimp My Ride probably put a, a there you full-size go. Call refrigerator. Exhibit. Yeah, call exhibit up. I put a fish tank and a refrigerator in your trunk. Yeah, there you go. And some subs to kill the fish. Uh, a study finds that kids who lie well also have superior verbal memories. That explains it. That explains why you are have very good ver- verbal memories. Congratulations, because you lie like a sieve. If that's even a thing, I don't know. But I don't think it is. No, it probably isn't. But we're going to go with it anyway. Uh, here's a wacky but true. Now, this this goes into a little bit of crime, okay. but I thought it was worth reading today. It's okay. Yes. Bread thieves, wait, pe- you, people that went to steal bread, Yeah, they went back for butter. That's correct. Thieves, wait, wait, wait. Were these bread thieves like in the 1800s? No, this is a current story. This is current. They stole bread from a Brazilian shop. That's right, a Brazilian shop. They Mm. were arrested when they went back for more. They took bread, milk, drinks, biscuits, chocolate, and about twenty dollars from the shop. Wow! So they went in and broke in for twenty dollars, but also got the basic necessities. Witnesses say that the men returned five minutes later. (laughs) That's right, only five to be arrested by police. That's who had been called in the meantime. Yeah, that's. Police say the suspect said that when they went back because they forgot to steal the butter that's right you can't have biscuits and bread without the butter can't so now you're going to get plenty of biscuits and bread probably not a lot of butter in the penitentiary in brazil how long did they go away for for that uh i would say probably five to six years <laughs> a lunar eclipse a lunar eclipse is coming set an example yes this well it is brazil so you never know that's true for all you space nerds and moon landing lovers a lunar eclipse is coming. That's right. If you ever gaze up at the full moon, which I do think of uh, Ford, it's okay, I guess, because does it do something special? It does for me. It gives me a little tingling inside when I think of Ford. May is your month. I can't take you seriously. Most of North America will be treated. Most of North America will be treated. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Most of North America will be treated to a full lunar eclipse, a complete blood moon, as they call it. So not only never mind, I wasn't gonna I was gonna do a period joke. I won't I will skip it this time. You can watch the entire show in most of North America. That's right, even in Southern California, all of South America, and Western Africa, and parts of Western Europe. Late May 15th and into May 16th, I know Dick Ford will not be up because he turns his phone off at 9. The action begins at 9.31 p.m. Eastern, which means you actually might be able to be there and see it, except it's still sunny in Southern California. May 15th will peak the eclipse during the 12.02 a.m. Eastern on May 16th. So, please... Everybody, May 15th, 16th, go outside, stare at the moon. It's not like the sun. It won't make you go blind. And I will think of Dick Ford and his magical eyes when I look into the lunar eclipse. Back to you, Dick. Are you okay? Do I need to go to a break? Watching watching on the watching the webcam yes. of you reading with your glasses down. Yes. It's very... It's very hard to take you seriously. I'm very... Don't call me serious. I know you're very serious. I know. Yes. But it's very hard. I take journalism very seriously. It's hard when you have to sun Well, because it's dark as hell in here. It's dark as night. As they say, the flamingo's on. I just... It's so... It's not... A, it's obviously not a knock on you, but it's just so... Fucking hell! I got tears in my eyes. I can't see anything. Well, you can't see anything now because you took your glasses oh off. Oh my god! I was. <sighs> and now you're gonna drink some flaming hot Mountain Dew. Oh shit! I t- I can't be the only one. For those of you watching this show, you gotta watch it. Go! I can't take it seriously when he's doing it with his glasses off, hanging off the bridge of his nose. I have to. I know you do. I know. Yeah, Why don't we just get you some prescription sunglasses? I have those. They're not cool, though, right? They're not cool. You should still wear I mean, them. they are cool. They are Ray-Bans. Oh, then you should wear those, and then maybe you might be able to... I know it's the darkness. The darkness. Darkness, motherfucker. But maybe you could see better if you were wearing the prescription ones. Well, I- well, I'll try it. well, maybe. I mean, these What's are the these these, these are very dark. The prescription ones aren't so dark. I yeah. probably would be able to see better. You yeah. should do that. I'll do that. All right. Since I paid for this, I'm going to do the honors of pouring first. Oh, okay. You paid for this. 
Yeah. I don't get paid at all for the show, so you took it out of my salary. I, yes, you're you would have you would have received the two dollars and nineteen cents I paid for this. Yes. But instead, um, it went to the Mountain Dew. You're gonna fill the whole you're gonna drink oh, that whole thing? Oh yeah, we're drinking the whole bottle, whether we like it or not. We're getting <laughs> our two dollars worth here. Oh, okay. We're getting our two dollars and nineteen cents plus the C V fee. I think you CRV got, fee. I think you got a little more. Yeah, I did. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, this is Mountain Dew, flaming hot. Smell it. What does it smell like? It smells like Mountain Dew. I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't smell any uh, flaming. I don't smell any Uncle Randy. Wow. I don't know what he smells like. I've wow. never smelled Uncle Hopefully Randy. Hopefully, he does. He probably, uh, you know, probably smells like. Um, he probably smells very good. Yeah, I was most gay say, people smell really like good. Kenneth Cole or something. Yeah, smell it. I seriously just smell Mountain Dew. I don't smell anything else. I mean, I, it doesn't smell like regular Mountain Dew. It doesn't smell like the green Mountain Dew. I think it smells like like a cherry almost Mountain Dew. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. All right, so do you want to wanna drink try first? Cheers, everybody. Mm-hmm. We'll do it at the same time? Sure. This is very disappointing. There's, oh, oh! I feel it. You don't feel that in the back of your throat. You don't feel the hotness. There's a little ting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little ting now, but that's I did. That's the flaming part. But I didn't feel it. But it doesn't. You don't feel it going down, but no. you do feel it in the back. I feel it in the back of my throat right now. Yeah, it is. And it's I, not. It's not. And I understand that I don't do spicy, and but it's not that hot. I have a vagina mouth and all of that. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. But you could you could feel there's a little intensity in the back of your throat. Yeah, you do feel it too. Correct? I do. Yeah. No, I can definitely feel there is a little tinge. Yeah. Let's try it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely goes down like Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's very uh, smooth. Yeah. There it is again. Yeah. Yeah. After. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the flaming part. Which is weird because you don't get it on the front, like your no. like your your um, you get it on the back end. your tongue. You don't t- you taste the lime, Correct. You taste the Mountain Dew lime, mm-hmm. and then how do they do s- that? I don't know. And then you swallow, and then all of a sudden, back behind your uh, your little dangly ball, yeah, then you feel it. Yeah, yeah that's you weird. Totally feel the hot at the end. I feel like we're gonna get heartburn. Wow. Like that's what it feels like. Okay, so the now you get I don't get heartburn, but Well, I don't really get heartburn. I get acid uh, reflux if I get it. With a blast of heat and citrus. So there's the blast of heat. Yeah. It's but like it comes at the end. It's like when you have uh, acid reflux and it comes back up uh, and, yes. and you feel it in the back of your yes. throat. Yes. Yes. That's a great it's a great explanation of what we're feeling yeah. right now. Yeah. Like acid reflux it comes back up and you're like, "Oh, and you can't get it out of the back of your throat." Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, it's not terrible. People are saying this is awful. Now, I will say the reviews are saying after a while their stomach gets upset. I could almost, I could almost feel like that would be a thing. Yeah. Now, I will say that that the I had to go to Walmart to buy this. Yes. Okay. First of all, let me just tell you something <laughs> about Walmart. I was on the phone during this. It was funny. The longer I was there at Walmart. I felt like I needed to apply for EBT. Now, no offense, but if you shop at Walmart, stop. It is the lowest of the lows. The lowest of the lows. No offense to people who shop at Walmart. I know a lot of people that might be even listening to this podcast. I can guarantee you there's some people listening. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm going to offend you. Shop at Target. Because when I go into the Walmart parking lot, I'm expecting to find needles, condom wrappers, homeless people. I'm just waiting for it. And it ain't and, and it ain't just the Walmart where I go. You that where I went to today. You go to any Walmart. Any Walmart. And it's kind of like the retail version of Martin Luther King Drive. Okay? Yeah. That's how I feel about Walmart. And it's why I shop at Target. However, I had no choice but to go to Walmart to buy the flaming Hot 
Mountain Dew. Yeah, because every place else, Ralph's and uh, Ralph's have cans. They, but they have cans, but it's a 12 pack. Well, I'm not buying 12 of these things. You got to save a little. For a little bit. Got to save a little of that. So don't drink it all. Oh, really? Yeah, I was told. Oh. Oh, okay. Chosen One wants to try some. Oh, I will not. Yeah, so I will not finish mine. Yes. Not because it sucks, but because. It is interesting. I will say this. I'm glad you didn't get. I already changed it. All right. Uh, I will say this. I'm yeah. glad I would not buy this again. No. Because it's not something that's like, oh, I need a little spice in my life. Correct. Yeah, no. But it does provide you a kick at the back end. Yeah, it's so weird. It is it's definitely so an experience. You because, should at least try it once if you're a Mountain Dew person. Yes, you should because it, it has the Mountain Dew taste. It's like It, it does taste like a cherry a little bit. Not, re- I mean, a little bit, but it's got, but it does have the lime. I the, guess it tastes more like regular Mountain Dew, that's red food colored. The, yeah, the guy at Walmart told me it, it tastes like cinnamon, which no, I don't the, feel that at all. I don't taste any cinnamon. I was thinking it was gonna be big red in a that's what I was bottle. Thinking. That's because what of that, I listened to that clown at Walmart, who if he had any self respect, he'd get a job at Target. So that's what I get for listening to that clown. Yeah, well, if you're listening on the podcast. Spotify, Apple, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Give us five stars. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and like this video. We appreciate it. ShopFordInVegas.com. That's ShopFordInVegas.com. Buy a shirt, support the show. Also, if you want to get this po- uh, this podcast ad-free, you could do so on Patreon.com forward slash Vegas. Just three Dollars a month gets you in the door and ad free for Vegas. I'm Ford. We'll see you guys next week. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. See ya!